Today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. Friday, it's 1135, and that means Tech Talk, of course. Uh, brought to you by our good friends at Hamilton Limousine, Marcus and the gang at uh, Hamilton Limousine. Uh, Adam Oldfield, the uh, president and CEO of FPM and FPM3 Marketing, is here. Happy Friday. Yeah, finally made it. And man, what a great week, right? I mean, it's been like not too hot. It's almost like the uh, three bear story here. It's not too cold, not too hot. It's been unbelievable this week. This is what you wanted. Back yeah. in January when you were shoveling out the driveway, <laughs> you wanted summer without the humidity. That's right. And we got that this week. This is this has been probably the best week I think I've ever experienced. And in, in fact, uh, I, I actually keep stepping outside with my... This is the best part about technology. You can step out with your phone, with your laptop, set up on a picnic table down by the harbor front, and you can work. Grab yourself a, a yeah. coffee and, and, and literally work remote. So yeah, I've been really soaking up... This unbelievable weather. So, and keeping up with my tech life here. So, with all the great things happening with Prime Day, I mean, I've inundated the garage with all I'm, sorts of amazing. I was going to say deals. the garage must be full right now because you go crazy on this. I love, I love Prime Days. Amazon Prime Days is like Christmas in the summertime, and they yeah. pick the perfect time for it. And it's, it's funny. I, I did actually try to sign in, and there was a lot of people trying to do the same, and it was overloaded. I kept seeing puppy dogs saying, "Sorry, we're having problems." I'm not sure if anybody else did, but on uh, Prime Day they were having a lot of technical issues because of the amount of volume of people across Canada and the U.S. trying to sign into uh, Prime Day. Okay, put some numbers on it. What do they do? In one day, now again, it's it's not 100% disclosed, but they did the yeah. numbers, right? Yeah. And uh, so more or less, it came down to just over uh, $4.2 billion uh, is what they said they made in a day. In a day. Still less than what Google got fined, but it's... <laughs> we'll it's, talk about that in a couple of minutes. But we're talking billions of dollars. I always like to say this in business. When people start talking to me about like, oh, it's worth $6.4 billion. Like when you're using words billion... You got to really understand the distance between that's a lot of thousands and millions. That's a it's, lot of crockpots. It's a lot of <laughs> crockpots, and that's what Canadians bought 300,000 <laughs> <laughs> crockpots. I'm thinking of all the things that Canadians need, a crockpot was probably not on the top list. Well, I thought apparently it was. Want. Can you believe that? Yeah, number one purchase was 300,000 total crockpots in Canada. Now, mind you, up until yesterday, if you were using Alexa, you were capable of being able to to tell Alexa, this was pretty cool. You could, you know, prompt Alexa and say Mulligan, and it will give you a little bit of a deal. They would actually offer uh, uh, when the deal was done for Prime Days. Anyone with an Alexa was going to be able to uh, was going to be able to continue to get a few Prime Days. So keep that in mind. Next Prime Day, remember the word Mulligan because they had some fire sales probably over inventoried on crockpots. I don't yeah, know. I would we, think, yeah, yeah. Geez, we only, we thought we'd have five hundred thousand of these. <laughs> Canadians are a little shy this year, so it was a good deal though. It was a I know, really good that, deal. That's that's really bizarre. Crockpots is it, ah, that's why I thought it was relevant. I'm like, really? I kind of figured it would be Kindles, smartphones, yeah, yeah. Uh, iPhones, and there were some pretty good deals. But no, the crockpot was the deal of the day. Three hundred thousand speak for it. That's a small community. I mean, it, literally with a crockpot. It is. Well, it's typical Canadian, <laughs> right? Well, winter's coming on. We're gonna that's have right. To... Hey, we got to get our crockpot on. That's a, good, <laughs> that's a good deal. Hey, you can't get that kind of deal anywhere else here in Prime Day. Go, Alexa. Yeah, you bet. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, the other end of the, uh, the technological spectrum, yeah. uh, you've been talking to us a lot about retinal scanning, and I guess that's going on in a big way in Sydney now. You know what? We spoke about it about a year ago that it could be coming. They're talking about the technology is here. It's official. Sydney, Australia is now letting residents of 
uh, uh, use their fingerprints, uh, their retinal, and their facial scan because the 3D scanning is so adept now that they now no longer, when you travel into Australia as a citizen, you step into a glass case. It uh, several camera cameras take a, a retinal scan. We have it in Canada. When you sure. go to the Canadian border, if you've yeah. got a Nexus, I I have the retinal scan when I travel and. And it's really handy. You walk in, but there's still paper. I still have to meet with a border crosser uh, just to more or less validate the paper. In this case, you walk through a booth. It scans you within a matter of less than 15 seconds. They know who you are. Your face is your identity. And everything about you has now been confirmed with the border. The door is open and you may now proceed. So you don't longer have to remember, oh, did I forget my passport? This is something they're really streamlining in Australia. Makes sense. I mean, when you're flying from London to Australia, or, uh, my, my niece actually lives in Australia. Australia. And I know when, you know, uh, she came up to visit, we had a death in the family. I remember she flew in right from, uh, from Sydney for 22 hours flight and got there in time. And and that's Zanchi. Can you imagine like, now you got to stand in line and wait patiently and stamp your, that's all done. That's all done. That's a thing of the past. Australia, kudos to them for really ramping that up. But yeah, it's probably going to be coming here sooner than later. All right. Now we've talked about this as long as we've been doing tech talk. I mean, there's all sorts of incredible uh, innovations that have happened. But the one right. thing that they've always been slagging behind is how can you make it more efficient to buy KFC chicken? Well, this is why I thought... And leave it, leave it to the Chinese. <laughs> you know, we talked about the passport coming in. That makes sense. Yeah. I mean, our, our, our government, our, our, our uh, representatives that are, are out there protecting our best interests. But when it comes to buying chicken, you know how irritating it is when you're standing and you're hungry. A bucket of chicken does... <laughs> you need to get moving here. I mean, so KFC in China has set it up that you can pre-register... With your phone number, you uh, the 3D camera technology allows to uh, uh, monitor all sides of you. At that time, it will then uh, let you smile, and your smile will authorize payment for your bucket of chicken at KFC. Yes. So no more, let me get my phone out, let me get my access, let me get my watch. All of it will now be easily done with a big, uh, the price will be $3.89 for your three-piece chicken. Sounds good. That's pretty cheap, actually. But whatever the price is, and you smile, all right, stand over your number 43, your payment's been processed. Jeez. And you get a free, uh, what? I don't know. There's always I have value added for that sort of stuff, too. <laughs> well, yeah. Probably you side salad or you want to grab an appointment with a cardiac surgeon or something. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, you were talking about the Galaxy S10. What's yeah. going on with that? Well, this is something I thought was relevant, and it's official. And this is something I really wanted to share with everyone, is the fact that the Galaxy S10 is not here yet, but we've noticed that the Note 9's coming. We talked about that a few weeks back with the, with the stylus. We've seen the S9 come to the market. However, the S10 is coming, as well as, little tidbit, there is a folding phone coming soon. But the S10, the reason why I'm bringing this up for relevancy, is the fact that they are announcing they will have the biometric ability to have the fingerprint anywhere on the screen no more buttons to put your finger on. So right now on Samsung, there's a. it's always been a bit of a debate. There's a little fingerprint scanner behind the camera. You have to put your finger on the un- other side of it. It will then unlock it. In this case, uh, you now just put your fingerprint or your thumb on the screen. It will then scan it and open your open your uh, your phone for you. It, it's quite advanced. I think it's quite uh, um, handy. I mean, when you take a look at it, if you're not comfortable with your 3D image, as Apple has it with their phones, I think it's uh, something to be said that uh, it I find it really easy where I'm like, where do I stick my finger from my fingerprint again? This is this is amazing. 
Uh, I want to talk about the Gorilla Glass. And yeah. I, I, and maybe you should explain what it is, because here I am with the, the cracks in my screen. <laughs> yeah, I, I see them. Yes, yeah, I do. Very right. well. They've been there a while, by the way. A long time. You almost like get the phone, crack it, and go, there, we're done. I I don't even <laughs> remember dropping this. I'm usually pretty good. I mean, right. I, I know some people that almost just kind of throw these things around. Right. Yep. But I've been pretty good. But these things get cracks nonetheless. And I went over yep. to talk to the guys at the store, and they said, well, not, I don't know where the place. Wait till it gets worse. Well, right. It, so it's it's it takes years for this to happen. But it's very, very frustrating. Yes, they, they got to do something about the quality. Well, the the first things, first thing first on on the Gorilla Glass, which is uh you know one of the best in the qualities you could get out of a phone, but. Gorilla, ga- uh, Gorilla Glass is capable of taking multiple drops as it is. Now, there's scratch resistant, and then, of course, there's, you know, break resistant, but it's glass. Glass still breaks. Yes. It's kind of like your windshield. You know, like, you could get a stone on it, but over time, eventually, it cracks a little, then it spider webs, and then it kind of continues along, and next thing you know, you got a huge crack on your windshield. Your phone is no different. Think of it as a windshield uh, covering your, your, your phone components. Well, uh, Gorilla Glass 6 is coming out. And they claim you'll be able to drop it up to 30 meters multiple times without cracking it. Cracking and chipping are two different things. Yeah. It will chip. They do claim it will chip. It's just a little stronger. But as far as the shattered version that looks like uh, someone took a baseball bat to your phone, are those days are coming down to a minimum and still using the glass to give it the clarity and otherwise it still hasn't perfected the fingerprint issue. I find with Gorilla Glass or whatever glass case, I have the Samsung Note uh, 8, they still get fingerprints. You got to put a cover on that. But it is getting stronger and scratch, or scratch resistant so you don't... You you know, take a pen on it or, uh, and it will scratch if you really take a nail and kind of grind it, it's going to work. So I don't advise you to do that. I've had people say that. I used a nail and it scratched. Why? Why would you do that? I mean, <laughs> I, anyway, it's just, yeah. Uh, just recommendations. For uh, and by the way, just note to it to self, okay? If, if you do try to drop it 30 times to see if it works, the the, the glass may be fine. The rest of the phone will be yeah, screwed that up. Doesn't, yeah, it's okay. just the glass. Yeah, all right. The phone does not take uh, uh, responsibility for all the insides. Don't go there. Speaking of which, nice yes. segue. Thank you. Uh, you always bring us these updated lists from time to time. We yep. always talk about some of these new innovations yes. and some of the new phones and some yep. of the best products. <laughs> There's another list of some of the... Worst products. I thought this was relevant. Every quarter they do the worst ranking phones, and they do it by manufacturer, and then they do it by Android model. And the reason I think they do it by manufacturer, by the way, there's 10. There's actually the top 10. I thought I would do five because they all fall under the Android model. Apple did not make the worst products. Thank you. You're welcome. So I figured Except I would, for my cracked screen. <laughs> except for the screen. It still works, though. That's yeah, still, it does. That makes it a good phone. Yeah. So the number one, this is the worst manufacturers uh, from, from lowest to highest. So number five was Lenovo. That's basically, I like to call it IBM. Number four was LG. Uh, then Motorola. Then Xiaomi, the Chinese phone that's claiming one of the best with 17 cameras in the back. Well, it's actually ranked second worst manufacturer and the number one worst manufactured smartphone on the market is Samsung. I'm sorry, I I had to... Had to, had to basically go there. So, unfortunately, Samsung got the number one worst uh, product. I still like it. Um, and then going by model, um, it was the Samsung Galaxy S7, if you can believe it, is the number one worst 
phone. No, I don't have that one. So anyone using a Galaxy S7 that goes, it's a piece of junk, well, it's just been justified. <laughs> so <laughs> you're not alone. You're not alone. Uh, neither Samsung. Nokia's up there, too. Nokia was uh, number two. Uh, Lenovo uh, was number three. Motorola. I actually use Motorola for the office phones in the office. Um, ironically, the, the staff love them. The Motorola phones, one of the phones that the staff actually really enjoy. Um, and the Xiaomi was number five, which is the Chinese, uh, which is uh, not available in the U.S., but they're coming out always with the latest You know why it's not available in the U.S.? Well, I, they say that there's espionage and they're yes. listening to everything going on in the world. Yeah, Homeland Security is saying don't let those things into the country. Well, I can see it's on the manufacturer's worst list uh, yeah. category. So Canada not- says, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> Come on in. We Come have on. no secrets here. <laughs> exactly. Well, you won't anymore. You keep that up. <laughs> exactly. We love to share. Yeah, Canada's sure we good do. that way. Uh, what's going on with Uber? Well, Uber's got a new way to flag down your driver. They're coming up with all these new ways. You know, now we're at the stage where technology has now met the level of where we're seeing little little updates that you kind of go, well, that that's kind of not a new feature. That's kind of something that should have been there at the beginning, right? So Uber now lets you flag down your driver. Well, the way it works is uh, originally you could only request the driver. The driver would show and you'd be able to see them in the app itself, but they now have a direct messaging app inside Uber. But the one that I thought was most relevant is now when you see your car or he sees you, you can put flag my driver and it will start to put a color sequence on the phone. Imagine it being spiral colors, rainbow blast, whatever it is. Hold the phone up with the rainbow burst and it will then repeat that on the driver's phone. So as he's driving going, which one's my passenger? You'll be able to see the uh, the lights flashing in the distance and know that that's where you need to go. And by the way, that is a phenomenal feature. I was using Uber in, in Hamilton, and when I, I was standing at a gas station, I think I told you this, uh, I was waiting for Uber. I called it, and it was a Ford Fusion that I, they tell you, Ford Fusion. I saw a Fusion pull up. I was at a gas station, pulled up, and I got in the back seat. And I'm like, okay, I'm ready to go. I was coming to the radio station. I think it was a last minute thing. And the guy turned to me and he goes, can I help you? And I said, I'm, I'm Uber. I'm, aren't you the Uber? He goes, no, I'm not an Uber driver. Get out of my car. And I'm literally the Uber driver drove beside me. And then I'm like, wrong car. Why are you guys all driving Ford Fusion? So, you know, anyway, I think that's a phenomenal feature because that's why I put it in there. I have, I have had the unfortunate circumstance of hopping in somebody's car <laughs> thinking they were an Uber. I apologize yeah, again yeah. to him. Court date is something. <laughs> anyway, uh, Amazon. Uh, this this is a, an interesting partnership. Walmart and Netflix. Yeah. Well, what's happened is we could see that Walmart doesn't. Uh, Walmart's the king of the retail physical locations. Sure. Amazon's the king of the online retail location. And we know Netflix has taken over the blockbuster rental movie streaming TV show location. And Walmart doesn't want to be outdone. So get ready. You will soon be able to buy a Walmart streaming software service. Walmart is getting into the game and it's not about to leave. We know that Amazon's in the prime industry where they offer their video services. Well, now Walmart is going to be offering the same. So uh, get ready. In the next year, you will be able to choose between Netflix, Amazon, Disney, and Walmart. Those will be your four choices in the near future. And the key ones. There's a lot of other ones, but those are the key ones. All right. Speaking of Netflix. Yes. New app coming out. Getting tired of trying to figure out what did I, I don't know about you, but I use Netflix when I'm kind of like zoning out for the day or I'm get, putting it on to go to bed. I always find Netflix is like one of those so complicated things, even though it's supposed to be organized. Michelle uses it a lot and I'll be, I don't even know when I'm signed in. I'm like, really? Orange is the new black? That's what I watched last? And then I'm like, oh wait, that's not me. Okay, hold on. Um, I got to sign out. Netflix has a new layout. Get ready if you've updated your smartphone or your Android box or, you know, your TV, your Roku TV, upgrade it. You're going to love 
love the new features. They're trying to make it a little easier for users with Netflix to actually see what they last saw in a more structured format. And right now it seems clustered yet organized and they say that they're going to be giving a much easier way to uh, visualize your Netflix Netflix. That's programs. a valid point. You know, when, when they first started, I, I thought it was a better system than what they yes. have now. Yeah. It's very confusing very now. Very confusing. And, yeah. and, and you're right. It's like, I didn't watch that. What do you, what do you mean, continue watching? I never yeah. watched it in the first place. I'm sure Orange is the New Black is a great show. I believe, I've heard a lot of people speak about it, but I'm kind of like, you're on episode 12, season 5, and I'm like, what is, no I'm not. Where'd that come from? <laughs> Would you like to watch other similar shows, Wentworth? And I'm like, I don't want to watch any prison woman shows. This is not, <laughs> this is not my choice. Why is this coming from? No, so, I, I don't want to watch more shows like this. I want to know when I watch yeah, that one. How do I get rid of this cycle? Where's the clear the cat? I want to remove this from memory, not look at more options. So, yeah, get rid of it. Certainly hope they improve that sooner than later. 2017, 2018 have been bad years for uh, for Google when it comes to, to, to fun. well, obviously Facebook's had a pretty rough time, but Google's yeah. catching up. Yeah, Google got slapped hard. I mean, with this European Union now passing the new laws that we've heard about, and you maybe saw what, you know, cookies, do you accept this page? Well, it was without hesitation that the minute it was officially legal, they got slapped with this massive bill in euros, 4.6 billion euros, which, by the way, equates to about 6 billion Canadian. And I thought what was relevant about this is that $110 billion US is what Google earned. $110 billion. So $148 billion of Canadian com- currency converted is what they're earning in a total year. $5 billion US is a lot of cake to sit back and go, well, we made a mistake. They're actually claiming this could be a serious issue for Google because this is the first of many that are going to be coming through. And the big thing that is going to hurt us as consumers is that in Google's made no hesitation about it. We are needing to change how we operate under the European Union's guidelines. As such, they've offered their operating system and the programs with it for free. This is very similar to what happened with Microsoft back in the 90s. They got sued for the fact that every uh, Windows software, which had a monopoly, was coming with Explorer. It was the preloaded option for browser. The issue is when you're buying an Android, it comes preloaded with all the Google programs, Chrome, the uh, Gmail. And so where the European Union is saying, you're not giving enough freedom or ability for people to have choice. You're forcing people into your programs. This is where it's all coming down and this is an issue because Android's more or less saying, okay, if we do have to pay this 4 billion euro, 5 billion US, um, then we're going to need to start charging for our apps and our software to our developers. LG, Nokia, HTC, uh, Samsung, they're all going to need to up their price because the cost of licensing is going to have to be applicable to allow for the cost of the software to be uh, optional to be removed. We're just about out of time, but it's another hot weekend coming up. We're right in the the, the dead of summer. (laughs) Yes. Uh, People on a day like this want to maybe go over to Confederation Park to the water park. Not everybody can get there and it's not accessible. Uh, There's a solution. There is. In Germany, there is now the option of a virtual reality water tube slide. There you go. And I think Wild Waterworks might want to take heed of this because this is pretty cool. I mean, it kind of takes away the whole emotion of like sliding down the tube. Ooh, what tunnel am I going in next? This is where you walk up to the the tube. You grab one of three virtual reality helmets that are color-coded. You take it, put it on your head, and it will take you through a sequence of an adventure depending on which virtual reality helmet you have. So you... 
Yellow would be space. Red would be desert. Uh, orange would be flying through a matrix of gummy land. I don't know, whatever the options are. And when you get on the tube, you would go through the experience of sliding left and right, up and down around the tubes in this virtual world. So uh, I don't know if it's a good thing or not, because I mean, I, you go tubing for the fun of actually being on the tube through the water slide. But if you're bored of it, this will bring a new dimension of option for you. Well, you'll get virtually <laughs> cooled off, I suppose. <laughs> See you next week. You seem your Bill. Tech Take Talk. Care. We do this every Friday, 1135. Brought to you by Hamilton Limousine. The Bill Kelly Show. Weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.